the ball around a little bit. No, it's, um, uh, it was just a good timing having the entire staff here as they were just announced a few days ago. Um, you know, gave me a little bit of time to go home, spend some time with, with the family, spend some time with my wife and get settled back in in, in our place in Seattle, um, you know, and get, get healed up, get the body feeling right. And then uh, wanted to come up here and spend a few days with the coaching staff and talk through, um, you know, what we're going to do offensively and just uh, get to know the personalities and make sure that when we start in training camp, um, we hit the ground running and we're not wasting time trying to knock the rust off or get familiar with each other and, and um, make sure we can start fast. How do you like having the connection with Jason Moss? Oh, I love it. Um, you know, Coach Moss is a guy that I've heard a lot about the entire time that I've been in the CFL. Um, you know, and then when I first signed in Edmonton, um, the guys had great things to say about him. The guys that had played with him before, because you know he was the quarterback coach in Toronto when I got here to Edmonton, and I was like, okay, you know, you guys all know Ricky and you know Moss from playing here. How are those guys? So I was always picking everybody's brand. I like to get a feel for who all the coaches in the league are, whether they're on my team or on another team. Um, so I've always heard a lot about. Um, the type of player that he was. Uh, I've heard he had a fiery personality um, and brought a lot of that onto the field, which obviously I think I'm pretty similar in that regard. Um, but the time that I've spent um, in the last few months talking with him on the phone and now here in Edmonton, um, I mean, I, I couldn't be more excited about the season to get started. I think that um, you know he brings a ton of passion to the game of football and to the city. I know that um, his time in Edmonton was something that he really enjoyed, and he's excited to be back here and be part of the green and gold again. And um, his knowledge and what he's done in this league offensively speaks for itself. So, um, you know, we know that we're getting a great football mind, and it's it's going to be up to us as players to go out and implement what he wants us to do. Teaches a little different game. Yeah, he does for sure. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see once we get on the field, uh, you know, what some of the, the different changes are and things like that. Um, you know, he's studying under Milanovic just as McAdoo did. So structurally, the offenses are similar. But what I've found is every coach that learns in that system takes things that they like and then adds in other things of their own that they design. Um, and they all end up being, you know, fairly different, um, even though the terminology is very similar. Um, the structures can be quite a bit different. And just some of the, the things that we've talked about in the limited time that we've discussed the offense, um, you know, I, I couldn't be more excited to get out there and run it. Did you talk to Henry Burris about him? I talked to Henry uh, before this last season ended. Um, actually, when Ottawa came to Edmonton to play like week two or week three, whenever it was, and I was hurt. I wasn't playing in the game. I was out on the field really early. And Henry and, and Moss both came over, and we talked for 15 or 20 minutes about different things. And um, and Henry's a guy that I have a good relationship with and I have a ton of respect for. And I remember speaking with him during Grey Cup week about their offense and about Moss and things like that. What did um, he tell you? I mean, it, honestly, it's, it's a similar offense in the sense of there's a lot of, of burden on the quarterback to know where to go with the football but as long as you study and you you know the offense well you're going to be very effective in it and uh, it doesn't it's not an offense that sits there and makes you be superman you don't got to go and do anything that you're not capable of you just got to know where to get the ball and let your guys do the work and we have great wide receivers um, you know and once they get the ball in their hands they, they do some special things with it so it's just my job to find the guy that's open and get him the ball and and not try to press and do too much and and again that's I think what made Henry so successful last year was that he trusted the offense trusted the system and let his playmakers make plays. Mike, you said after the game the, the Grey Cup game that this 
franchise was built to win more than one. Yeah. It's now changed its entire coaching staff. Yep. Any of that change for you? Not at all. You know, I feel I feel just as if not stronger about the fact that we're built to win multiple Grey Cups, and um, you know, we have we have the core group of players that we need. Um, you know, and and losing your entire staff is never a good situation. Um, but the staff that we have replaced them with is something that I'm extremely excited about, and I have a ton of confidence in. And again, like I said, I'm I am more excited and more confident in what we're going to be able to do this year than I was two months ago. So, um, you know, and that's how you always feel. I think every team during the offseason sits there and says, you know, this is going to be our year. We're going to win the Grey Cup, and, and this is a different year for us because we're defending champs now, and, and, you know, we're going to have that bullseye and that burden on us. But it's something that we're excited um, about, and, and we're looking forward to the opportunity to go out there and defend that title. Um, and the best part about our new staff is that, um, you know, they're, they're more than capable, but because they weren't part of that Grey Cup winning team, <clears throat> excuse me, they bring probably more fire. You know, you always talk about teams that can be complacent after winning a championship. I guarantee our staff's not going to let us do that. You know, they, they didn't get to taste that Grey Cup championship last year, and they want that. So they're going to be pushing us harder than we would have been pushed previously. And, and that's not to say that Jones wouldn't have pushed us hard. I guarantee he would have. You guys all know Jones well. Um, but this staff is fired up about wanting to be a part of that championship in this city. And uh, that's something special that, that they're going to bring. Your head coach is uh, obviously his first year as a head coach. This is only his second year as a coordinator, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, yeah. To what extent is that uh, put extra uh, emphasis on you guys to um, take a bigger piece or percentage of the well, I mean, there's going to be things that everybody learns along the way. And, and I've said since the time that I started playing football, as a veteran or a rookie, if you're not learning and you're not getting better, it's probably time to hang them up. So um, it doesn't matter if we, if we had our old staff here, we would still be trying to get better and trying to learn things. But, you know, there's going to be adjustments that we're going to have to make as players that I'm sure our staff is going to have to make as coaches and figure out what the best way is for all of us to work together. Um, but, again, the systems are very similar. And on the offensive side, I've spent a lot of time already with that coaching staff. Um, and, and I can't emphasize enough how excited I am to get to work with them, the passion that they bring and the knowledge that they bring. And again, the resume speaks for itself. You know, uh, what Moss was able to do with Ottawa last year in that offense was pretty remarkable, especially if you look at, at the struggles that they had the year prior. So um, there's no debate yeah. about whether he can do it. And now, again, it's on the players to go out there and, and execute the plays that are being called. Um, but we have confidence in our locker room that we have the right guys to make that happen. And then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I, I played for Coach Benavides, and he was a D coordinator when I first went to BC, and then he was a head coach for me uh, before I left for Edmonton. So I have a good rapport and a good relationship with him, and I know what type of hard worker that he is and how he gets along with the guys and how he's able to implement things that put our guys in good positions. And that's, that's what it's all about, is just figuring out what your team's the best at and, and making sure that you're able to showcase that on the field. This was a defensive team. Uh, to what extent do you see this kind of transitioning to uh, being significantly more of an offensive team? 
Well, I think we've always taken the mindset of we're going to do whatever it takes to win, and we've had a great defense for the last two years. Um, I think our offense has been pretty good too, but uh, certainly pretty we've – Yeah, we, we definitely played well towards the end of the season offensively, um, but our defense was certainly a mainstay of our football team. We don't think that's going to change at all. We, you know, we still have the same players in the locker room. We still have the same veteran guys, um, you know, and, and they're still capable of playing that type of football. So we're still going to have – you know, in my opinion, the most dominant defense in the league. Um, but, you know, offensively, like I say, you saw what Ottawa was, was able to do last year and, and what we were able to do once we got things rolling and we kind of all started clicking and getting on the same page, um, we're certainly capable of big things offensively. I think we proved that towards the end of the year last year. And, and I expect us to pick up right where we left off and, and to be just a much better team all around than we were last year. As I said, if you want to defend that championship, you have to get better. And we plan to. You're signed only through this next season. Would you like to take care of that? Would you like to? You've said before that this is a place you're quite happy. You'd like to be around for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I don't see myself going anywhere other than Edmonton. This is where I've I've won my first Grey Cup as a starter, um, and this is where I first got my opportunity to be a starter and play. Um, and this is where I want to be. And I don't really worry about those things. They they take care of themselves. That's um, that's for something down the road to think about. But for right now, my biggest concern is making sure that I'm on the same page with our new staff so that we're prepared to go in and have a great season next year. And again, um, all that other off the field stuff, uh, that's what I have an agent for. And that's what uh, what we have a general manager for. And those guys talk about those types of things. As players, you start worrying about that. Um, now you're thinking about too many different things. You just got to worry about playing football. You mentioned earlier <clears throat> the word terminology. It's always confused me when you have a veteran team that's, you know, not making any changes. A new coach comes in. How come you go to his terminology instead of he coming to your terminology? Uh, well, I mean, part of that is because your your whole staff is now in Saskatchewan, so you're going to want to change your terminology up a little bit. I mean, um, I'm not stupid. I know that Jones has been going against me in practice for the last two years, and so he knows he knows what we call uh, certain plays, and he knows what we're good at. So it's a good the good thing is that we know what he calls, and we know what he. I've gone against Jones's defense for two years too, so uh, I know he won't forget that. But it, it's it's going to probably be a combination of both. Um, you know, I. It's not honestly. Um, as a pro, you understand that things change every year, and um, you know, it's not wholesale changes, and that's the the biggest part about it is that the philosophy behind um, the the general setup of the offense is, is the same or at least very similar. Um, so if a few words here or there change, that's not a big deal. And that's what the offseason is for. That's why I'm here right now um, talking to the staff. We got guys like Darius Bowman and Nate Kuhorn, veteran receivers that are in town. Um, so they'll pick that stuff up really quick. And you know, we, we talk all the time during the offseason. We're always, you know, I've already spoken with Walker a number of times. And, and those guys are excited to get the season started. You know, it's, it's funny because nobody's really talking about as players, we're not talking about the Grey Cup anymore. We're talking about 2016. We're over it. Um, it's it's time to get ready for this next season. And, and guys are going to be able to pick things up really quickly. But it'll be a combination of, of some of the old, some of the new, um, or some of the old, some of the stuff from Ottawa, and then some brand new stuff that neither team has called it before or ran before. You know, We're going to figure out what, what makes the Eskimos the best offense that we can make. What have the last few months been like for you, the offseason? Uh, do you go back home? You're Has it been a few months already? Man, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, feels, it feels like a lot less time. Um, you know, I got, I got back to the States a little bit later uh, this year in middle of December rather than uh, late November, which is a good thing because I was busy in late November here in Canada, which is something you want to you have happen all the time. Um, 
you know, but I got to go uh, see the in-laws and my folks for the holidays, and then uh, me and Emily took a, a trip. We got married right before the season started last year, so we didn't do a honeymoon, so she held me accountable for that. So we went, we went and did that, um, and then we just got back to Seattle in early January, and, you know, we just bought a new house, so we're still trying to get settled in um, and, and get into the swing of things. But uh, So I've really only been home for about a month. Um, back in Seattle, but you know I've already started working out in the weight room. The best part about missing the first nine weeks of the season was it didn't take me as long to recover once the year was done. So uh, I was feeling pretty fresh by early January. So I've been getting after it now for about a month, and um, you know it, it's just going to continue to ramp up from here. You mentioned, you mentioned the the fire, the emotion, the passion. Now you and Jason are similar. Any concern at all that that might become a bit of a detriment on the sidelines, two emotionally fired up guys? No, not at all, because I've, the guys that I've talked to, um, you know, namely Henry Burris and even Ricky Ray. Whoa. Right. Right. <laughs> that was a hint. That was, a, it was like, you guys, the last question, wrap it up, guys. Um, no, the guys that I've talked to that have, that have worked with Moss before, namely Henry Burris and Ricky Ray, um, and again, both guys that I have a ton of respect for in this league, have had nothing but great things to say about him. And the, the fact is that he's played the quarterback position, and, and, he, and he understands what it's like out on the field, that things look a little different on the field than they do uh, from the sideline or on the videotape. Um, and he has a great understanding for what it takes to make a quarterback comfortable to play during the game. So um, I don't have any concern with that at all. At the same time, um, you know, I'm a grown man that can take criticism, and I, and I, I look forward to that. I think that um, if you're somebody that gets defensive about coaching, uh, you're not going to be a very good football player. And, and I prefer for a coach to tell me what I'm doing wrong and to try to correct it so that I can be a better football player. So I look forward to that because I know he certainly is going to make me a better quarterback. Um, he's not going to be shy to tell me when I'm screwing things up. Um, but that's during the practice week. And then once game day hits, uh, you know, that type of stuff is not helpful. And I think that we all understand that. And, and from what I've seen with him on the sidelines through his career, uh, he's a great quarterback coach to have. He's a great offensive coordinator to have. And I know he's going to be a great head coach to have as well. You just talked for 20 minutes and you haven't mentioned catching up with the great cup this morning. Man, the Grey Cup. I did see the Grey Cup this morning. Yeah, we went to the school. It was great to see it again. Uh, it looks like most of the old linemen have left town or at least given their 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 grip up on the, on the Grey Cup. But uh, it was good to go and take it to the school and see the kids and let them all take pictures with us in the Grey Cup and things like that. Um, you know, and that, that's what I was the most excited about with winning the Grey Cup was being able to bring it back to the city and letting the people of the city see it hold it, take pictures with it, be a part of it, and celebrate it with us. And again, um, still early February, so it's fun to go out and do those types of things. Um, but there is going to come a time very quickly here where you know, that's a thing of the past, and we move on and, and try to have these same conversations a year from now. Free agency opens soon. Is that mm -hmm. something that you think about, get anxious about, watch no, pretty closely? Not at all. I mean, I watch it just because I'm, I'm a fan of the league. I'm a fan of football, and I'm a fan of the CFL. Um, so I'm always curious to see what, where guys are going to end up Obviously, I've already seen that you know John Chick is in Hamilton, and I don't have to play him more than twice a year in the regular season, so that's not a bad thing. Um, you know, Weston Dressler in Winnipeg, <clears throat> excuse me, is going to be different to see. Um, you know, and Weston's a guy that I've known for a long time. I played against him in college, uh, so it's interesting to see where some of the guys end up. But in terms of um, for our team personally, the guy on the top floor has done a great job from the time that I've been here in putting 
the best players for us out on the football field and making sure that we have the talent that's necessary to win football games and obviously win a great cup. Um, and, and that's not going to change. Um, I have all the faith in Ed and the job that he does along with the rest of our scouting staff. And um, there's going to be changes. There's no doubt about it. That, that happens every year. We've already seen it with our coaching staff. There's changes. If you're a bad team, there's changes. If you're a good team, um, if you're a bad team, you're trying to get better. If you're a good team, people are trying to steal your assets, and that's just part of the game. Um, you know, whoever can replace what what leaves the best is is going to be in the best situation next season. And again, I think we have the, the the best guy in the league making those decisions. So it's not something that I worry about. Um, again, I do watch it, uh, but it's more from a fan's perspective than anything else.